fighting for freedom every day. You as the individual, you have the power. You don't have to join a union. You go in as an entry-level position. You get the experience that you need. And then as you work up, you get better at your job, which means they pay you more. If they don't pay you more, then you go to another company to show what you've learned and what your value is to where you can get more. If they really don't like that, then you can go and start your own damn business because we have a free market laissez-faire capitalist society allegedly, to where you can actually go off and do your own thing. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. I gotta be honest, I don't even know where to start today. There is so much odd news out there that I don't want it to feel scattered in a one-hour program with talking about four different topics. But there's a lot of things we want to cover today, a lot that we want to get to. And it is a pre-Friday celebration. That is the number one most important thing today. The week is almost done. You are almost towards the end. Welcome into the show. Great to have you along for the ride today. Broadcasting live out of the heart of the nation here in Wichita, Kansas on our flagship radio station all over the country, radio, TV, live streaming, and podcasting. Wherever you may be watching or listening, your Millennial General reporting for duty today. This is two times in a week where we're not going to have any guests today. So it's you and I chit in the chat doing the thing. And boy, do we have a lot to talk about. I am feeling wonderful today. I had a headache for the last couple hours. And for those that listen semi-frequently, we had a major headache a couple of days ago. I got rid of it and I feel great. And you always get like that second wind after the headache goes away. That's where I'm at right now. So I think it's going to be a fun show. Here's the trick and here's the hint. Wink, wink. I can't say a whole lot because, you know, Fauci might come after me or something. But you, you can do it without medication. You do it with peppermint oil. Put some peppermint oil on your temples, under your nose a little bit. I found some here. I got some at the radio station, and uh, 20 minutes later, did some deep breaths. Boom, there it is, ready to rock and roll. Headache went away. Good news indeed. So before we get into the topic, this kind of segues into it perfectly. I got home last night after the show, spent some time with the family. We had some dinner, watching shows, and our little one, little voice of reason, she's seven years old. We got her for Christmas, got her an iPad. Now... I was hesitant because she's, you know, the technology thing. She needs to learn how to use it because, obviously, I think U.S. children are falling behind a little bit because they're using technology but using it for the wrong reason. In Asia, for example, they're already learning how to build apps by the age of, like, 10. I don't know how to build an app at the age of 33. So we're a little bit behind on the technology thing. And if we're going to move forward into the future with our public education, we need to learn how to use it. Now, at the same time, I'm an old school guy where if I could live in the perfect dream world, I would live in a very large acreage land with a house built in the middle of it, and I would live off the grid with no technology or electricity in any way, shape, or form. That is my dream. That is my goal, and that is what I will do when I retire, of retiring from whatever I retire from. But that is my dream goal at the end of the day uh, in my later years of life and just live off the land. And I'm talking like the solar panel, the windmill, the hand pump water thing. You got the geothermal running through the house. You don't have to worry about nothing. It's probably a concrete house to where it just insulates everything perfectly. I'm like, I'm down. I'm ready. It's it's going to be awesome. And I'm looking forward to that one. So I've limited the exposure of technology to my little girl, my seven-year-old daughter. At the same time, I want her, it's a hard tug of war between the rock and the hard place. I don't want her to spend her life on technology, but I want her to understand it so she's not behind in society. Because unfortunately, whether we like it or not, society is moving that direction to where everything's taken over by technology. So she needs to run it. I I have put my foot down, and some parents agree, some parents disagree with this, that I will not get my daughter a, a cell phone until she starts driving. Now, that's a little bit of a gray area because for Christmas, we also got her a cell phone, or not a cell phone, but a a watch 
that has a phone in it. However, it has like, I don't know, 50 minutes for an entire month, and it can only program three to four numbers in it, which is my number, my wife's number, and, you know, someone else's number for an emergency. And that way, if there's an issue, she can call us that way. But she doesn't have a random phone to do different apps on or to, you know, get online or do anything like that. We also got her an iPad. Now, it doesn't really connect to the Internet, and it has very specific apps that are downloaded on it, like ABC Mouse, for her to learn and you know play games, but do it in an educational manner. Uh, I set that up to say this. Yesterday, I got home. We had dinner. We were watching TV shows, and she was playing her ABC Mouse on her iPad and doing her thing, just playing her games. As we were about ready to go to bed, we were about ready to turn off the iPad, and she was scrolling through her pictures. And I noticed, now, again, this is a girl who has not a whole lot of exposure to technology. She doesn't have a cell phone. She doesn't have, like, the, you know, iPod where she's sitting there with earbuds in her head all the time. I refuse to let her do that. She doesn't have any earbuds at all. Uh, I, I don't like her to be involved or consumed into technology, so it's very limited. And then when she does get it, it's for a an emergency or educational purpose only. We were going through her iPad, and she clicked on the photos. And I realized she's taking photos and videos of everything, like selfies of herself smiling on the couch, taking a video of her walking down the hallway, taking a video of like her Barbie doll house in her in her room and playing with all her toys and something ridiculous. She's just taking videos and photos of everything, a mom and dad doing chores around the house. She's just fascinated with videos and photos. And this is a girl who has not been on social media, who has not been online at seven years old, obviously. Even when she gets older, she's not going to for a very long time. It just came natural to her to want to take photos of and photos and videos of whatever's going on around in her life. And I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing quite yet. I found it quite intriguing. Not that I was mad or anything. It just made me ponder. Then we see these headlines about what's going on with the metaverse, with Facebook's metaverse, with Facebook. Was I kind of chuckled a little bit today. The story from CNBC showed that Facebook stocks plummeted near 26% today with the biggest one-day drop ever for the company as they lost billions of dollars in ad revenue over the last quarter, and they're blaming it on TikTok. Now, I have a TikTok. You can find our TikTok at Who's Your Reason. I haven't used it much, but I will say I am going to start using it more frequently and probably start using that just as much as I am with Facebook. Now, I'm very active on Facebook, uh, and even though they shadow ban me, even though they don't like our content, we share our live stream for the video on the show on Facebook. We share content down there. I share different memes. We have fun with Facebook. And the purpose is, is to try and get the information out for the little people that actually do see it. On my personal or my show Facebook page, Who's Your Reason, we have, I don't know, over 2,000 followers or something on there. Not a huge amount, but a decent amount. And then we get like, I don't know, five people that like it and share things. So obviously it's not getting a whole lot of exposure on Facebook. But on TikTok, you get a lot more exposure, even though TikTok is one of those weird apps where it came from China. We are very sketchy about it. Now, apparently, China doesn't have a whole lot to do with TikTok, but it's a it's owned by Microsoft or somebody else, and it's, and it's American-owned, but they collect a crap ton of data on you. However, you get a lot of views on there. So I'm going to start using it there, but Facebook is now blaming TikTok for the loss of revenue that they're seeing because they're not getting ad advertisements on Facebook because people have a better chance of seeing them on TikTok. Which I kind of chuckle and just say, well, you know, it's kind of your own damn fault because you censored people so badly that you realize that if you do advertise, number one, 
I've tried to advertise on Facebook and even just trying to give them 50 bucks or 100 bucks for advertisement for my show to get my show page out there for more followers is rejected. So I can't even give them my money because they don't even like my advertisements. Just saying, hey, like my page. It doesn't even work. Whereas TikTok, you can have it. As, and for those that don't know, you scroll through, you get a 20-second to a three-minute video. You scroll to the next one or it automatically scrolls to the next one. And your ad, boom, it's right there in the video. And you can like it and you can move on. There's a lot more to it. Even with the maybe collection of data, which is very concerning to me, and even with the uh, algorithm that blocks it and compartmentalizes what uh, your interest may or may not be, it seems as of right now you get a little bit more exposure. So, of course, people are going to start trending to newer, quote-unquote, social media sites. Now, I'm not too worried about Meta. They're still worth billions and billions of dollars as opposed to, like, you know, uh, 33. They, they were upset because they received $33.4 billion in revenue when uh, it was supposed to be a lot more. Uh, whatever. You're still $33 billion worth of a company. You're going to be just fine. At the same time, you have your Oculus and your virtual reality games and everything else that you're doing with the Meta universe that is interesting, a little bit concerning, but yet that's the way the world is going. So as I watch my seven-year-old daughter doing video recordings, taking pictures of just everyday, quirky, dumb little things in her life that she finds entertaining, taking a picture of her Barbie dream house, taking a picture of the Lincoln Log home that she just built on the floor, taking a picture of the lamp, you know, that she thought was cute, or just her smiling with a selfie in the background that she figured out naturally without even watching social media, I realized that we can't stop this stuff as much as I may be an old soul and a little bit individual that seems I may be a little bit older than what I actually am because I like the old school way of go outside and go do something. The young generation is going to absorb this. Now, the problem is, is that we're going to have to start figuring out ways to combat some of the regulations because it's getting there and you know what's going to happen as soon as it becomes as popular as it's going to be, especially the virtual reality stuff. There's a headline that really takes us to the next level. And this is where I ask you, as a listener right now, where do you see society going in 10 years? Where do you see society going in 20 years? And I'm talking about what social media may look like 10 or 20 years from now. What social media sites are going to be there? What type of format? Is it going to be the long form like Facebook? Is it going to be the short form like the Tweety? Is it going to be halfway in between but with nothing but pictures and video like Instagram and TikTok? What is going to be the social media outlook 10 or 20 years from now as technology continues to grow? Let's talk about mainstream media. I think mainstream media is going to have to have a really tough conversation with itself looking in the mirror, and we'll get to that in just a second, with about every defamation suit coming out against mainstream media that's going to really put them in a bind. Do they start actually acknowledging that they've been making up news stories for the political bias attacks against certain individuals, or are they just going to be so um, prideful of themselves, so to speak, on what they do, that they'd rather drive themselves into the ground and shut doors than admit that they were actually biased in some way, shape, or form. What's mainstream media going to look like? And that bleeds into the, the podcasting conversation we've had a couple of days ago as well. In work life in general, are we all going to be working from home in the next 10, 20 years because of the COVID pandemic or because of a new pandemic or because of an environmental pandemic where it's just going to shut things down. You're not allowed to fly in an airplane. You're not allowed to drive your car. You're not allowed to go out and do anything. You're not allowed to drill any oil because you just need to stay home. There's some smog in the air. It's an environmental concern for the common general good, quote unquote, and you just can't do anything for the next three days. And we put this mandate in place and you have to stay home. 
we allowed it for COVID. Why wouldn't we allow it for something like that? Would be the mindset of the mainstream elitist left-wing progressive. All of these things are changing, and they're changing very dramatically. And as conservatives, we don't like change. Things are working. Things are productive. Things are going well. Why do we need to change? Trust me, I am with you. I feel like I'm not 33 years old. I feel like I should be a little bit older saying, wait, things were working just great. Why are we messing everything up? But the fact of the matter is, if we are going to stay relevant in the conversation and have a say in the conversation to help keep it somewhat reasonable, we have to admit that the times are changing. There is a headline from the Daily Star out of the United Kingdom regarding the metaverse, regarding the virtual reality from Facebook, from Meta. And yes, I have an Oculus. I have a metaverse. Uh, whatever it is, virtual reality gaming system, and I enjoy it. I was skeptical of buying it. We bought it as a family Christmas gift, and I didn't really want to because of being Facebook, and I don't want to support pay, uh, Facebook, although uh, apparently one of the designers is a relatively conservative guy as well. But here's the headline from the latest woman that was in the metaverse, as she says not only was she sexually assaulted in the metaverse, but she was quote-unquote gang-raped in the metaverse. Now... Let me put this into perspective for you. You put on the headset, you go into a virtual world. You're not really there. But she was apparently gang raped and sexually assaulted in the metaverse in a virtual reality social media site. We'll talk about that when we come back. I don't know how you can classify that as rape or assault, but she was very offended, didn't like it. And is this going to be the future? Kind of a strange conversation. We got a lot to get to today when we come back. Stay here on The Voice of Reason. The Voice of Reason. With Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier with the Voice of Reason. Fighting for conservative principles seems more difficult all the time. The progressive left seems to find new and creative ways to limit freedom, abuse power, and trample the Constitution each and every day. That's why we need the knowledge, resources, and common sense to push back. And we can help with that. Visit our website at HoosierReason.com. There's some really great stuff for you. You can read the latest blog discussing topical issues and current events. Let us know your thoughts by filling out our monthly survey. Keep track of what I might be doing or where I may be speaking. Listen to the podcast of your favorite guest or show. And check out our latest Voice of Reason product infomercials. Plus, you can find upcoming show schedules and guest lineups to plan your radio listening appropriately. And finally, make sure to become a Hoosier-holic by subscribing to the free newsletter. Stay up to date on the latest news of the show, fun facts of the month, and learn new ways to defend and preserve this great republic. It's all there at HoosierReason.com. Again, HoosierReason.com. Go check it out. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. Miss part of the show? Don't worry about it. There's plenty of ways to catch the program. And here's how you can do it. First, make sure to tune in every day right here on your favorite radio station. We're here for you. Second, subscribe to the podcast on any of your favorite sites. YouTube and iTunes, Spotify and Google Play, TuneIn, Podbean, and more. Have the show automatically downloaded to your favorite device. Last, visit our website at HoosierReason.com. You can listen to the podcast, catch our special features, and more. It's the voice of reason on radio, TV, and online helping you defend and preserve this great republic.
You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Welcome back into the program. I know it's kind of a mind bender, isn't it, to really think about really 10, 20 years down the road with how fast things are changing. What could we actually see change? Would we all be working from home in 20 years from now? Social media, is it going to be an actual website you go to or will it all be virtual? Uh, There is a virtual reality social media thing on the quote-unquote metaverse, on the virtual reality from Oculus. I don't remember what it's called. I See, I have a virtual reality. That's not the kind of stuff that I play. I don't enjoy that. I don't do the social media thing to interact and walk around and hey how's it going let's talk about weird stuff i don't (laughs) i don't do that i play games on there the couple games i played have been fun games they're like shooting games they're they're puzzle games that's what i do and being in the world is kind of creepy at first because you're in you're like whoa because you got that whole 360 view and up and down and everything and it's it's very challenging so i enjoy those i don't do the social media thing but apparently there is a uh what's it called it's called horizon worlds and I've seen it on there, but it's the social media where you can create your own avatar and you go around and you walk around and socialize and chat with people. I don't know the pers- purpose of that. That, to me, seems like a waste of time and really stupid. But this lady claims that she was in the Horizon World's uh, virtual reality social media world when she was, quote-unquote, gang-raped by a group of men within 60 seconds of logging in. She said that three to four male avatars with male voices uh, raped her by avatar and took photos and as she tried to yell and get away, they say, don't pretend you didn't like it. That's just kind of strange. Now, obviously, there's a bunch of idiots on there as well. Like there are in every place. There are sickos, there's weirdos. And especially when you can mask your identity and do whatever the heck you want to, the weirdos are going to come out of the woodworks and come out of the shadows and do really weird stuff. So obviously, you're going to have that. This would be the place where you just report them and then they go away and they get blocked and they're not allowed to do that. Simple enough. But is this going to lead to some sort of regulation or government control, or is this actually going to go to court as considered I'm being sexually harassed because I'm in a video game? This is a new world that we we never thought we would be in, and it's a little strange even talking about. But again, we have to recognize this is the world today for us to be able to move forward in a semi-rational world. Is this going to be considered actual sexual harassment in the future? Will we be taking cases like this to court in the future? That's probably why Facebook's taking a big hit, by the way, in the stock market, down near 26% today. That plus the fact that they just censor everybody to where we can't see anybody's posts, uh, which is another reason. But I'm telling you, there is a shift in society right now where I think TikTok is and others are going to be really where you're at. Because you're not live necessarily. You're just making videos or posting pictures and do your thing. And obviously, a lot of people use it for their own personal gain by posting weird stuff or you know just just people showing and exposing themselves which doesn't make any sense to me either but you can actually get some interesting information out there once in a while too you just have to kind of look for it or you can live without the social media which many people are doing and i really really wish i could live that way if it wasn't for the radio show but with the young generation being so into it, and I realized that I didn't realize the extent of it until, again, my seven-year-old daughter, not even having a social media account, not even knowing what social media is, just taking random selfies and videos of her doing fun things throughout the day, I realized if given that opportunity, it's in their DNA, and there's no way we're going to be able to get around that or get away from it. And if we're going to survive as conservatives then I think the exposure is important to try and get that message to those that otherwise would not hear it because they're not listening to talk radio. They may be listening to podcasting, which is why it's important to get programs online. But again, the podcasting could be censored compared to what we've seen over the last few days with Joe Rogan and with Spotify. 
and with some of the changes coming there to where they're silencing that content as well because they're starting to realize the impact that internet content has on the younger generation. And if a 12-year-old is listening to Joe Rogan, which I don't know if they would be because Joe Rogan swears a lot and says a lot of weird stuff. But if they are listening to them, then they really don't want them to hear that perspective from Joe Rogan. You need to listen to the podcast of CNN or MSNBC. I don't know. Talking about the mainstream media, when we come back, we'll shift gears slightly and talk about mainstream, what they could look like looking down the road 10, 20 years from now, because I don't know if they're going to be around, honestly. And that would be really, really funny to me if they're not going to be around. So we'll get your perspective on that when we come back. It's The Voice of Reason. It's a pre-Friday celebration. Stay here. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. While you listen to the delightful broadcast of The Voice of Reason, don't forget to check us out and follow us on all of our social media sites. Whether you're using Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Minds.com, or Instagram, we're there for you. Find us at Hoosier Reason on any of your social media platforms. You'll see special commentary, links to the articles and news that we use on the show, and videos of the broadcast. Plus, you can directly send us a message on social media during the show to let me know your thoughts. Many already do, and it's a great chat room for all of our great listeners. And you can always sign up for the Patreon site to get exclusive content, maybe hear show products before we air them on the radio, and a lot more. And when you support us on Patreon, you also help the show be able to fight for conservative values each and every day. So it's a win-win. Just find us at Hoosier Reason on all of your social media platforms, or you can find a link to all of our social media sites on our website at HoosierReason.com. We know you're on social media already, so bring some reason into your day. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. When Reason Meets Radio. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Welcome back into the program. Thanks for hanging out halfway through the show already. Flies right on by, I'm telling you. Never a dull moment, never a shortage of things to talk about. We still have plenty to get to. I, it is kind of political that we've talked about. On the other hand, it's kind of lifelike of just trying to put things into perspective. Moving forward, trying to figure out the ways to move forward and take care of the kids as we are doing every single day. So that's tough. By the way, programming note to you, newsletter is going to be out tomorrow morning. If you have not signed up for the newsletter, I highly recommend you do because I think it's at least pretty awesome. We try to give you some fun civic holidays for the month, some hoorah mojo to get into the month of February. Our blog, which our blog will be posted, by the way, on social media as well. It will also be on our website at whosyourreason.com. It will also be posted on the OpsLens app and website as well at OpsLens.com. I don't know when, but they said they were working on that, and they did want to use it, so that's awesome, and we appreciate that very much. So you can read that blog and uh, our little bits. I write the blog. Again, I'm not a writer. I have a face for radio, a voice for newspaper, and writing like a little child, but I <laughs> we try all the best. We put the camera in front of my face, stick a microphone in my mouth, and and uh, we try and write the best we can. So I write a little blog every single month, and we do the best we can at it, and I have some fun and really talk about some of the topical issues that we do here on the show and maybe try to go a little bit deeper than what we do on the radio as well. But if you have not signed up, go to the website, HoosierReason.com, H-O-O-S-E-R, Reason.com. Sign up totally free, become a Hoosier-holic, and 
We appreciate you when you do that. That'll be out tomorrow morning, and you still have a little bit of time to sign up for that if you choose to do so. All right, so as we think about moving forward, thinking about 10, 20 years down the road, what's the world going to look like? Are you going to be working from home? Are you going to be doing social media from a virtual reality standpoint and having an avatar and being apparently attacked and assaulted on social media? Look, real quickly, if that's being considered assaulted on social media, sure, it may be offensive. It may be a bunch of idiots. I'm not saying it's right. Report them. Kick their ass off the app and be done with it. That's all you need to really worry about. If that's considered assault, though, then my shooting games, when I get shot and I die in the game because I, you know, got hit by whatever we were shooting, then would that be considered murder? Do I take them to court and say, hey, you shot me. How dare you do that? That's stupid. It's a game. It's online. It's virtual reality. Here's the big kicker that some may not be aware of because they submerge themselves so heavily into the stuff. It's not real. It's not real. And that may be a very difficult thing for some to comprehend because they love to submerge themselves. I mean, these are probably the, the individuals that watched that movie Avatar. Remember that one that came out, what was that, early 2000s? Avatar, where it was the different world. They were in the Avatar thing where they were the tall green or tall blue creatures that could connect into the earth and they could see all the energies and stuff. A fascinating idea and comprehension, but people were literally committing suicide because they wanted to live in the world of whatever that world was called, I forget. There were there was a major headline at that time, people committing suicide because they wanted to live in there. It's not real. Headline for you. We need to live in the real world. And if you're so desperate to make a world like that, then why don't you use that enthusiasm and optimism to make the world like that in the real world and actually make a difference in your community? And when you do that, guess what? You'll be a lot happier and content with the world you're actually living in right now. But don't try to escape it. Try to come back to it, kind of like how I promote the third parties. I get there's third political parties out there, the uh, third party, the Libertarian Party, the Constitution Party, the whatever. How well is that working out? How well is that working out? I know that you want to make a difference and you're tired of all the shenanigans going on in the world. You're tired of the two-party system. I get it. I understand it. The two-party system's not going away anytime soon. Come back. Libertarians, I'm pleading you. That is one of my missions. I'm pleading you. I have a lot of libertarian values to myself as well. I consider myself a constitutional conservatarian, whatever the whatever you want to call me. Come back to the Republicans. Come back. Let's put aside our little squabbling of minor issues. Let's work together to beat the ones that really are a danger to society, that are unifying under the Democrat Party. Let's get rid of those guys. Let's get us back on track. Then we have the ability to squabble about the small things because we have the foundation actually built strong. And that's what we have to focus on again, and that's what I think what we're missing and lacking because there are so many that rightfully so, and I completely understand why, you're just done, you're frustrated, you're fed up, and you just want out and you want to find a place that actually you're comfortable with in a political party. Totally understand it. Totally get it. I understand. Let's do it together. Let's work on it together. Let's make it happen. We can do that. Now. As we move forward, let's talk about the media for a second, shall we? The media looking down the road 10, 20 years from now. I don't, I, I, here's a bold prediction for you in the headline of the day. Headline of the day right now, I have to make the bold prediction. I don't know that there will be a mainstream media, at least in the sense that it is today. I don't know that it will be here 10, 20 years from now. Now, I know that's a bold prediction. I know that's a bold statement to make, but here's what I mean. We've had, and here's the headline that I saw for the New York Post today. Sarah Palin 
is in court, which you haven't heard that name in a long time, have you? Sarah Palin, after the whole John McCain incident, most conservatives were voting for the McCain-Palin ticket for Sarah Palin, not for John McCain. <laughs> uh, I was in college at the time. That was my freshman year of college. Yeah, I know. Don't try and judge. Uh, freshman year of college for that McCain and Obama election. I had my McCain-Palin t-shirt. I put duct tape over the McCain part of it because I didn't want to support John McCain because he's not the brightest individual and God rest his soul, he was kind of an idiot in politics. I was supporting Sarah Palin because that's really who I enjoyed. And she was conservative and she was great. She actually came to our university and she draws a she drew a bigger crowd in the rallies than John McCain did. And I don't think he liked that very much, but she did. Anyways, she's back in the news because there's a defamation trial going on against the New York Times where she claims that the media somehow linked her campaign to some mass shooting that happened in Arizona that killed six individuals. I don't know how her campaign was linked to that in any way, shape, or form. It wasn't, obviously. But according to her, the facts didn't matter. That's The evidence here shows that, uh, according to her attorney, the fact that the media, because they were so desperate to demonize her, tried to link her and her campaign to a shooting that happened in Arizona. That doesn't make any sense, but that's what they tried to do. Because the media gets away with whatever they want to say. There's only so much, though, that they can take. There's only so much, though, that they can actually say before it finally implodes internally. I mean, we have the defamation suit now with Sarah Palin. We have the defamation suit going on with Kyle Rittenhouse after calling him a terrorist, calling him a mass shooter, uh, this, that, and the other. And the judge, obviously, and the jury did not see him to be that as such. He was, uh, uh, he was claimed innocent, which means... All of that stuff during the trial where they called him all these nasty names. Guess what? That's a defamation suit. Remember the kid that was standing in front of the Native American where the Native American was, the, you know, the progressive trying to bring peace and he's sitting there banging a drum in front of someone's face and the student just sat there and stared at him and because he stared at him and just didn't back down, he was somehow a racist. Yeah. I know, right? So remember that case? Yeah, that was another issue. Defamation case. He won major. Because the media went after him for that one. All the defamation that I believe we're going to see after COVID, where the media silenced anybody with an alternative view, even though the alternative views turned out to be right two years later after all this came down. The defam- the media has gone so far. Back in the day, what was it, the 20s, 30s, 40s, they used to call that yellow journalism. Remember where the, it wasn't true, it wasn't accurate, they were just saying crap just to be first or try and be the most whatever to get popularity, and it wasn't proper journalism, it was yellow journalism. The biasness in the media was not an okay thing, and it was called that as such, and it was very derogatory when people would use that term, was the yellow journalism. Now that's all we have. There's not a single mainstream media source, on. let's be honest, on either side of the aisle that gets the entire story accurate without a little bit of bias in there. Even Fox News does that. Now we agree and listen to Fox News more so than the other ones because we agree with what they say a little bit more, but they're still not as completely accurate. They don't cover the entire story, and even they kind of curb things a little bit just to play to the base that they're playing to. Obviously. So what do we do? We go to Newsmax and One America's News Network. We go to Real America's Voice on TV. We go to sites where we know they're conservative. We know they have the conservative slant, but we like what they say, so we actually get it. There's not a single news source out there that is completely, here it is, take your own perspective from this. They pick and choose and cherry pick the news, and that's the way the media is going to be from now on. Because there's no way, with how accessible all the stories are out there in the world, How do you choose the right ones? How do you choose the relevant ones? 
How do you choose the important ones? How do you choose the ones that people actually care about? You choose them based on your personal interests and you report them by your personal ways. And we can try to be as objective as we possibly can. But at the end of the day, there's always going to be some type of bias. For example, and I'll use this because I'm in radio. I hear top of the hour news radio ports all day long from mainstream media and from uh, ABC or CNBC or MSNBC or, or Fox or whoever. I get the radio reports, the two, three minute news headline at the top of the hour. And I listen to them all day long. When you hear something and you hear them say, President Joe Biden said this, and they play a clip of him, at the end of it, that should be it. Boom, end of story. Okay, you heard what the president said. Now you take away from it what you will. That's it. 99% of the media will then follow up with that clip to say, oh, either a Democrat came out and endorsed it and said, oh, yeah, it was a great idea, and they loved it. Or if it's Donald Trump, for example, there wasn't a single time where they didn't play the Trump clip, and then they had someone afterwards being like, oh, my gosh, that was a completely dumb thing for him to say. It was totally wrong, and here's what they did. They don't give you just, here it is, as I bunk the microphone. I don't see in 20 years there being actual mainstream media. Between all of the abuse that they've given out to society, I don't think mainstream media is going to be there. They can't be. With all the defamation, with them getting a little bit on that high horse and falling into that elitist category, which they have been for a very long time, I don't see them being around because more and more people are going to go after mainstream media for the defamation suits that they have, and eventually no one is going to be following. MSNBC and CNN can't hit a million followers combined between their two ratings, but yet they feel themselves to be relevant. Joe Rogan hits, what, 11-plus million listeners and downloads a podcast? And they can't hit 1 million combined between these two networks? They're fading away, which really reverts back to all the alternative media, talk radio that does relatively well, podcasting, news articles from individuals, and you just observing the world around you. That is going to be more important than ever before as the mainstream media fades away. And that's good news. I think that's a good thing. I think that's positivity moving forward in the future where we can actually have a little bit more of a say because we can make up our own mind about the reality around us and we can choose how to make the community a better place. With Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier with The Voice of Reason. Fighting for conservative principles seems more difficult all the time. The progressive left seems to find new and creative ways to limit freedom, abuse power, and trample the Constitution each and every day. That's why we need the knowledge, resources, and common sense to push back, and we can help with that. Visit our website at HoosierReason.com. There's some really great stuff for you. You can read the latest blog discussing topical issues and current events. Let us know your thoughts by filling out our monthly survey. Keep track of what I might be doing or where I may be speaking. Listen to the podcast of your favorite guest or show. And check out our latest Voice of Reason product infomercials. Plus, you can find upcoming show schedules and guest lineups to plan your radio listening appropriately. And finally, make sure to become a Hoosier-holic by subscribing to the free newsletter. Stay up to date on the latest news of the show, fun facts of the month, and learn new ways to defend and preserve this great republic. It's all there at HoosierReason.com. Again, HoosierReason.com. Go check it out. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. Miss part of the show? Don't worry about it. There's plenty of ways to catch the program. And here's how you can do it. First, make sure to tune in every day right here on your favorite radio station. We're here for you. Second, subscribe to the podcast on any of your favorite sites. YouTube and iTunes, Spotify and Google Play, TuneIn, Podbean, and more. Have the show automatically downloaded to your favorite device. Last, visit our website at HoosierReason.com. You can listen to the podcast, catch our special features, and more. It's the voice of reason on radio, TV, and online. Helping you defend and preserve this great republic. 
Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at network at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at hoosierreason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at network at gmail.com or find our contact information at hoosierreason.com. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Welcome back into the program. Interesting conversation today. Not really the direction I wanted to go. I mean, you can we can just toss away these notes because that didn't really work out today. I had a whole show planned and we kind of rolled with it on our own path. That's all right. Not a bad thing. Not about, I'm going to do the Craig Ferguson thing. Hold on here. You got What does he do when the guests used to come out? If anybody doesn't remember the Late Late Show, I didn't watch a whole lot of late night TV or late night talk shows. Not a big fan. Don't like any of them that are on right now. I barely watched David Letterman back in the day, but Craig Ferguson, the guy that did the Late Late Show after David Letterman, was my all-time favorite. And he would do it's as the guests would come out, he would just rip up his notes and then toss it behind him. So I'm going to steal that. Sorry, Craig Ferguson, but I'm going to use that on the radio and the video side as well because I didn't follow anything I was going to talk about today. But uh, here's a perfect example of the media, why I'm making the bold prediction that in the next 20 years, 10, 20, 30 years, whenever it may be, the mainstream media, as we know it, will be gone. It's going to be alternative media sources. It's going to be podcasting. It's going to be talk radio. It's going to be TV programs, but not like the mainstream TV programs, CNN, MSNBC. It's all going to be gone. Because they lie, they manipulate, they cherry pick, they limit, they they censor, they cut out, they don't have the dialogue, and it's a little dangerous the way that they're doing it. I don't think it's going to be the way that things are going to be down the road. And here's a perfect example of it, this whole Ukrainian-Russian issue. Now, I haven't talked a whole lot about it because i got to be honest, knowing the motives and understanding the motives of foreign countries, I'm not really an expert on. <laughs> but I, I can put some assumptions together here. And not from their perspective, because I don't know what their motives are in the Ukraine. I don't know what their motives are in the Russia. However, I do know the motives of our own federal government and why they're making such a big deal out of this. As our media has been nonstop about Joe Biden and, and Blinken and the Secretary of State Blinken. Remember that guy? Hey, Blinken. Yeah. Did you say a Blinken? No, I say a Blinken. I said, hey, Blinken. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know if anybody still gets that reference. It's a great Go check it out. Nonetheless, they're making these bold statements that we're sending a letter to Russia and Vladimir Putin to say, hey, back down off of Ukraine or we're going to put sanctions on you and we're you're going to regret it if you make these decisions. We're getting some interesting stories. If you step out again from the mainstream media here in the U.S. and you look at the otherworldly news that's going on, you get a little bit different perspective on the issue. Now, Russia is a threat. Russia is putting soldiers on the border of Ukraine. Russia is trying to find sneaky ways to try and start a war, to at least start some uh, form of conflict. For what purpose? I don't know. Whether it's the power control, they don't really want Ukraine as far as I'm aware. They want to try and unite the Soviet Union maybe again with Vladimir Putin. I don't know. They are putting troops on the border. There is some tension, but is the tension really as bad as what our mainstream media has been talking about where it's like they could be trying to start a war any minute now and we just need to panic? Let's put this into perspective, shall we? Just a week ago, we had the prime minister of Ukraine tell the Biden administration to lay off some of their rhetoric. Yeah, I know. That didn't get played in U.S. media, did it? That was a 
United Kingdom article that ran that one. As they said, the prime minister of the Ukraine said the Biden administration needs to lay off some of the rhetoric because while there is some tension, it's not as bad as what they're saying and that the U.S. is going to instigate this conflict even worse by the rhetoric that they're spreading around. Now, that really put things into a little bit different perspective there, didn't it? That right now we're getting the mainstream media and the administration talking points that we're the ones trying to keep the peace that rushes this big crazy monster about ready to invade Ukraine, which they probably are to some degree, but they're about ready to do this at any time and that we're trying our desperation to work with the Ukraine, to send them some weapons, to possibly send some troops in that area if we have to, and then to put some harsh sanctions onto Russia, trying to show the authorita of the Biden administration. Then we hear from the Ukraine and their prime minister saying, wait a second, lay off the rhetoric. Back off a little bit because you're making things worse. It's really not that bad, which really makes me think, all right, why would the U.S. do that in the first place? Why would we even do that? Maybe it's because the Biden administration hasn't had any victories and with their low approval rating, they need something to create this monster, to create this crazy tension, to let things calm down. Then after us taking a bold action and making all these threats about what we would do to Russia if they ended up doing this, it backs off, it cools down. It really wasn't as bad as what they say, but they try to play it to us. So that way they say, look at that, Joe Biden saved the day and stopped a conflict in Russia and the Ukraine. Either that or he's just a puppet for the Ukrainians or Russians as well with Hunter Biden. I don't really know. Probably a combination of both. Vladimir Putin has his own agenda as well to show his strength and just, you know, play Joe Biden like a puppet. So he's got his. But when the prime minister of the Ukraine says, wait a second, back off a little bit, it really makes you ponder. Is it a threat? Yes. Is it a concern? Yes. Is it as serious as they're saying? I don't know. I don't know all the details. I don't know what the actual issue is going on. But I do know that we never get the full story from our mainstream media or the Biden administration. So think outside the box a little bit. Wonder why Biden would want to try to create the tension to relieve the tension so that way he could come out victorious in this. Why? Because he doesn't have any other victories. Let the old guy have some fun, right? Give me a break. That does it for us today. Podcast up in a little bit. This is The Voice Reason. I'm Andy Hoosier. We'll see you on the radio tomorrow for a Friday. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. While you listen to the delightful broadcast of The Voice of Reason, don't forget to check us out and follow us on all of our social media sites. Whether you're using Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Minds.com, or Instagram, we're there for you. Find us at Hoosier Reason on any of your social media platforms. You'll see special commentary, links to the articles and news that we use on the show, and videos of the broadcast. Plus, you can directly send us a message on social media during the show to let me know your thoughts. Many already do, and it's a great chat room for all of our great listeners. And you can always sign up for the Patreon site to get exclusive content, maybe hear show products before we air them on the radio, and a lot more. And when you support us on Patreon, you also help the show be able to fight for conservative values each and every day. So it's a win-win. Just find us at Hoosier Reason on all of your social media platforms, or you can find a link to all of our social media sites on our website at HoosierReason.com. We know you're on social media already, so bring some reason into your day. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do.